Welcome back to another episode of Bless the She That Believe. This is season two, episode seven. Yes, my voice is back. I am back again. <laughs> um, man, it, y'all, there's so much to tell you um, that I've been going through these past two weeks, but we'll come back to that. We're going to circle back to that, but I don't really want to jump in, pick up where we left off. But first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now for this day. Thank you, Father God, for this time. Um, we get to spend studying your word, going through your word. Father God, I pray right now for each and every listening ear. Father, I pray that um, you keep them and protect them, Father God, from the scourge of the enemy. And Lord, I just pray that you bless this word, Father God. Well, the Lord, Lord, the word is already blessed. I pray that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear, Father God, what you're saying to us through your word. Father, open our eyes so we may behold wondrous things out of your law. I come against all retaliating spirits right now in the name of Jesus. Cover and protect your people, Father God. Come against all hindrances, delays, distractions right now in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah, we'll come back to what's been going on with me. We'll do that last, but... First, I want to jump back into this. We were in Joshua 7 last week. I titled this a continuation, you know, of last week's podcast episode, which was Sin Affects Everybody. <laughs> because it does. It if, and I had to put, I had to take, you know, I couldn't spell it the regular way because it's that serious. It's like everybody. It affects everybody and everything. And it's, I feel like, there's no more there's no point like i don't want to say that no there's there's in my opinion the most (laughs) the most um the better way to i don't know how to i can't even put my words together because i'm like my brain is running at a hundred million miles per hour the best example in the bible of what not to do and how not to live your life as a believer is to read from the book of Exodus all the way through to the New Testament. (laughs) I mean, let's throw Genesis in there. Basically the whole Bible, but especially when it has to do with the children of Israel. You know, a lot of people condemn them for the mistakes and the decisions they've made and stuff but you have to understand the context in which they were coming from like and not only that but the children of Israel also show us how sinful we are they are a reflection of who we are deep down in our core that's how we are as people we are sinful we are some evil people and I know we don't want to talk about how evil we are and how, cause we, we like to believe that we are, you know, the golden rule award winners do unto others as you have. No, we don't. We're lying. We are straight up lying. Like, and, it, and reading about the children of Israel when they were out in the wilderness, it proves that I'm sorry, but even babies have to be taught how to share, how to love. You want to know why? Because they're sinners. They're little sinners. And I know we don't want to think about that. But those children, if you don't raise them to do the right thing, even when you do raise them to do the right thing, they still going to mess up and do the wrong thing. Why is that? Because we were formed in iniquity, shaping in iniquity, formed. I, listen, it's a tongue twister. I know we were shaping in iniquity. That's what I know. <laughs> while we were for we were for our mother's wounds we were shaping in iniquity okay because sin is in us from our great 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 however many greats um grandfather adam and in great the same amount of greats for eve our great grand um grandmother eve okay <laughs> it's because of them and we recognize that but we're not gonna keep putting the blame on them we already know they messed up sin entered the world through them and that is a generational curse that has been passed on to us we cannot get rid of sin except through Jesus Christ. And even when we have Jesus, we mess up. That's because that is our sin nature. Our sin nature has us doing dumb stuff. Lord, tell us to go left. We take half a step to the right. Why did you do that? <laughs> just just because. you Just, just because somebody told you not to do it, you go do it. That is embedded in us. We don't use that as an excuse of, well, that's just who I am. No, we do our best to follow 
what Jesus has um, shown us to to follow his example. (sighs) So remember in Joshua seven, we're seeing the children of Israel coming off their huge victory of the walls of Jericho come tumbling down. And they, at the beginning of, of this, remember last week, I told you about how they went up against Ai to fight them. And that was a small group of people and they took only 3,000 soldiers. So imagine how many people, how many warriors the children of Israel had when they only had to take 3,000. So out of those 3,000, 36 were killed and they all ran back to the camp, the children of Israel did, with their legs, um, their, their tails tucked between their legs. Because the, the, the tribe Ai put a whooping on them. Never underestimate the enemy. Even when it seems like it's something small. Oh, well, I got that. I don't need God. And see, here's the problem. Nobody prayed about whether they should go up against AI. Mm-mm. Nobody prayed. It says in verse two, Joshua sent men from Jericho to AI, which is beside Beth Haven on the east side of Bethel and spake unto them saying, go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed AI and they returned to Joshua and said unto him, let not all the people go up, but let about two or 3000 men go up and smite AI and make not all the people to labor there, um, thither, but they are but few. So there went up thither other people, about 3000 men. And they fled before the men of AI and the men of AI smote them about 30 and six men for they chased them from before the gate, even unto Shabaram and smote them in the going down. Wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua went, rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide, he and the elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads. Now, why am I going back up? Cause let me tell you something. It's a lot here. It's a lot to unpack. So as we have just read, nobody prayed. Nobody asked God if they should fight them. God might not have even wanted them to fight them that day. They just took it upon themselves because they came off a of victory seat. And that's the problem with a lot of us believers. When the Lord has done something, we take it, we think in our head that it was us that did it. It was not us. It was the power of God in us to win that victory. The Lord did what he was going to do. And he used us as the the vessels to exemplify his glory in the land. But for some reason, we think it's us. It is not us. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. He will exalt you, not you yourself. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. He didn't say lift yourself up. He said, lift him up. Nobody Nobody prayed and asked the Lord, what should we do next? They just immediately ran in to something because they were still on the last victory. And here's the thing. I understand when we have a victory, we want to celebrate. We want to tell everybody about our victory. Oh, Jesus. We want to tell everybody about our victory because we're excited And then, you know what happens with us? We get lazy. We're not watching and praying. We're not seeking the Lord like, okay, what next? What next? What next? What next? What are we doing next? Okay, where do I need to step? We're not careful. We get careless after we win. Why do you think we have to constantly go through storms? (laughs) Because we get lazy in the victory. So when you're fighting, you're constantly on high alert, high alert, high alert. But the Lord knows just like in a physical in a physical realm, you can't stay on high alert all the time because you get worn out. It wears your body out. It wears us out spiritually when we're on high alert all the time. So therefore, that's why the Lord allows us to have seasons of peace and seasons of prosperity, because he knows we need to have a break spiritually or else we will lose our faith. We'll get tired because it says hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the promise comes, all right, so he, he gives us those moments of, okay, you can chill for right now, but just because we're chilling don't mean we don't need to be watching, but we don't watch. We don't watch. We lose our senses. We get, our senses get 
see like I, I can't even think I sent we get desensitized that's what it is we get desensitized because of the victory we get so blinded by the victory that we don't see we're getting blindsided by the enemy when the word goes for every single time the word goes for every single time the word goes for the enemy is going to come to steal the word it might be a word that you needed to hear encouragement or something you could be, you could have been in Walmart and somebody walks up to you and gives you a word from the Lord, true word from the Lord. Makes your toes curl. It's so good. You about to run around the store. You get in your car. You trying to back out. Somebody hit your car. That's the enemy. Because now he's pulled your focus off of what you, because you were so, oh, praise God, praise God. You know, in that moment that you didn't, you weren't watching. And I understand. I'm not saying you're not supposed to celebrate, but it's like you got to know, okay, yeah, we celebrate. Yes, praise God, praise God, praise God. But it's like, okay, we got to come back down here and get back in this fight. So they didn't ask God if they were supposed that. That's number one. First, well, number one is somebody, somebody did something wrong in the camp. So God mad at everybody. God is not mad at the one person. He's mad at everybody in the, the whole tribe of the children. He mad at all of them. So that's one. Number two is nobody asked, nobody, nobody sought God's face. Joshua supposed, Joshua didn't do it because he was still like, oh my gosh. Cause you got to think about it. Joshua is coming off of the heels of Moses's ministry. Joshua was the next leader for the children of Israel. So for him, this was major. So I'm, it's like, you get mad at them, but you understand. It's like you, you, you know what I'm saying? That's like you finally get put in charge of something huge. You got to take over for the company, and y'all had a huge account that looked like it was about. It was gonna, um, you were gonna be, you were gonna drop it or something. And then the Lord comes in on and working in your favor, and He allows you to, um, to get the to acquire that to acquire that account that was going to drop that's worth millions of dollars, and you get it. So you celebrating because you just, this is your first thing since you've been in charge. So I get it. I completely understand. However, you gotta, you gotta think, okay. Not saying you gotta live in fear or anxiety of, or worry of, I don't know, something good happened, something bad got to, is about to happen. No, that's not how we live. What I'm saying is be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. While you sitting there celebrating, he could be coming up around behind you messing with your family that you didn't know or messing with your finances that you didn't see or doing. So it's like celebrate, but keep your eyes open. That's all I'm saying. Don't go to sleep. So now, in verse six, now six verses in, now Joshua goes to the Lord and prays, but he's praying because something bad happened. I kind of feel like if Joshua before a before they, I feel like if in verse two Joshua would have went to the Lord to sought, seek his face and give him praise and thanksgiving for the victory. See, they didn't even offer nothing to the Lord about that victory. I feel like if that would have happened. The Lord would have said, hey, man, let me talk to you over here. Um, come to my office real quick. Somebody in your camp done sin. Now, this is what you need to do. They would have took care of all of that first. Got all the housekeeping rules and stuff out the way first. Then they could have fought AI one. It would have been no problems. <sighs> so this is an example of what happens when you leave the Lord out of what you think you can handle yourself. All right. Now, the Lord gives Joshua instructions. After, because verses seven through nine, Joshua like, you done bought us out. These people about to kill me because you done bought us up out of Egypt. And now we, we getting killed and da 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 Now we can't fight our enemies because they know that we're, we, we going to be, um, we can perish and they not going to believe that you with us anymore. So now we're going to die. You done brought us out here to die too. Like, 
And you know what the Lord said? Get thee up from wherefore, get thee up wherefore lies thou upon thus upon thy face. Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of their cursed thing and have also stolen and dissembled it also. And they have put it even among their own stuff. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before the enemies, but turned their backs before the enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the curse from among you. Up, sanctify the people. Say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, canst, thou canst not stand before thy enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof. And the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households. And the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. And that shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire. He and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly on Israel. Woo! Y'all. <laughs> it's not funny. It's really not funny because it's really sad. It's like all of this trouble. Mm, 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 mm. All of this trouble. Why? Why? And remember, the Lord gave them instructions about how to handle all of this stuff in chapter six. So the chapter before, the Lord had already given them um, instructions. In verse 18 of chapter six, it says, And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves a curse when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. That's what verses 18 and 19 say of chapter 6. In chapter 7, somebody done stole stuff. So now, the next morning, they get up. Joshua's calling everyone. He, he did it exactly how God told him to. And in verse 20, we say... Um, no, verse 19, it says, And Joshua said unto Achan, my son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what you have done, hide it not from me. Verse 20, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. Verse 21, When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment, and 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran into the tent, unto the tent. And behold, it was hid in his tent and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua and unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. <sighs> Y'all, your sin is going to come out. I don't care how this man, y'all don't understand how big these tents were back then. Now, listen to what I say. The women handled the tents. I found that out by doing some research when I was studying um, judges with JL and Cicero because JL, <laughs> y'all, Old Testament so ghetto. JL took a tent state. I don't know if you've seen the size of a tent state. Them things huge, especially for these kind of tents. These tents were huge because that was their home. So these tents had rooms. I would say it's almost like the camper tents we have now, but they're bigger than that. Okay? They, they were ginormous. And they had rooms in these tents because, I mean, they, they would have weddings. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they these things are big. But the women handled the putting up and taking down of the tents. So that is how JL had access to a tent state. She knew what she was doing when she stabbed him in the head with the tent state. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go back to Judges. Read Judges. <laughs> it is hood, okay? Um, so, yeah. He hid it under the tent. So, you got to think. He had to have help. And that's all I'm going to say for right now. We're going we're gonna to table that. We're going to push a paw, put, that, uh, uh, put a pin in that one. Your sin is going to come out. The Bible even says what's done in the dark will come to the light. Mm. Whatever it is that you are doing, whatever sin that you have hidden, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of sins out there. It's a lot of different things that show disobedience to God. 
I'm not about to run through the list again like I did last week. I'm not about to run through the list. But you know what? You know exactly what I'm talking about because you might be in something right now and nobody knows about it. Trust and believe me, it's going to show up. And let me tell you this. Let me tell you how sin works. It may not show up in your lifetime, but it's going to show up down the line. Like when you put it in that perspective, like it may not show up in you, but it may show up in your spouse. Your spouse had nothing to do with it. But it might it might come back and get them. It might get your children. It might get your grandchildren. It might skip your children and go to your grandchildren. Your children be sitting here racking their brain like, I don't know why they acting like that. And you remember what you was doing, thinking nobody was going to see you now showing up in your grandchild. Y'all, don't play around with sin. And I'm speaking to myself too. Don't play around with it. Especially, especially not like we just don't have time. We don't have time to get caught up in, in sin. We don't have time to get caught up in sin. I just saw the verse. I can't even think of the verse right now. I can't think of, I can't even think of where I saw it. I just saw it's in the new Testament and I believe it was Paul. He was speaking to believers he said, what hindered you from running? What hindered you from running? What kept you from running your race? Bible even says, lay aside every sin that does so easily beset you and run the race with patience that was set before you. Mm. Lay aside every sin and weight that does so easily beset you. Lay it aside. Lay it aside. Hmm. Give that sin. It's not worth your life. It's not worth the life of your family. It's not worth anything that you have to do it. Is sin is fun for a season. I know it feels good. I know it tastes good. I know every you having fun out there. Cause you know, a lot of I'm gonna tell you when I was younger, when I was going to college, I was like, oh, I got time. I'm going back. This is how I felt when I was in college. I'm church girl, right? I told y'all I'm an honorary pastor's kid. Cause I've been in church. I've been in my ministry since I was like 10 or 11. So I'm like an honorary pastor's kid. So when I went to college, I was like, well, I'm gonna have my fun now because I already know I'm being in church for the rest of my life. Like that's literally, <laughs> that's what I said. And now my record compared to other people, cause that's what we like to do. We like to, we like to compare stats, right? Well, I wasn't as bad as that person. I wasn't as, you still was doing wrong. You were still doing stuff that you ain't had no business doing. That That's me. I was still doing stuff I had no business doing. It may not be as much stuff as other people, but it doesn't matter. I was still doing stuff that I had no business doing. Getting put purposely, putting myself in situations that were going to tie me up for years. Then have to go back break those chains off because and and the thing is i had i had no reason to do it i just wanted to do it because i was in college and i want to have fun that wasn't fun it's not fun crying yourself to sleep wondering why somebody ain't paying you a bit of attention and you getting all caught up in that because you got soul ties that go back all the way to college because you know linked up with a spirit that has several other spirits with it that you ain't know nothing about because you was stupid like that i'm talking about myself i ain't talking about y'all i'm talking about me like linking yourself up on purpose you had no business doing that no business now you in your 30s trying to break stuff off that you done tied yourself to back in your 20s why you want to waste time like that don't do that <laughs> i'm trying to help i i am really trying to help people don't do it. <laughs> it may be hurting your body not to do it. It may be like, oh my gosh, you might have to go take some cold showers. You may have to just like go to bed. Just go to bed. Read your Bible and go to bed. You might have to run around the block. You might have to go to the gym. You might have to go take a walk on the beach. I don't know what you got to do, but don't do it. You are, I'm telling you, you, I'm telling you, and I'm talking to myself because I still got to tell myself stuff sometimes. Hey, what you doing? What you doing? Uh, 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 uh. Don't you touch it. Don't you go back to that because it's going to kill you. It may not kill you right away, but it's a death coming because when you sin, you trade the sin out for life. Sin takes the life and gives you death. That's what happens. Sin is an exchange for death. 
You are literally saying, sign me up for death, please. I'll have a, I'll have a side of death with this. I'll have a side of fornication. I'm going to have fornication with a side of death. I'm, I'm going to have greed with a side of death. I'm going to have lying with a side of death. I'm going to have, um, let me get that manipulation and rebellion for a side of death. That's what you're saying. That's literally what you're saying. See, we don't want to think about it like that, but that's what it is. Oh, I'm going to have that anger. Give me two angers with a side of death. <laughs> oh, give me um, road rage with a side of death. No, we don't want to talk about it and get real like that, but that's really what we're saying. You are exchanging life for death. You are giving over your life to have death for five minutes. You want five minutes. You want, you want to exchange your season of peace for five minutes so you can have death. So you can have torture and turmoil for, for about five years when you could have had peace. Okay. I'm, I'm speaking on myself. I am not talking to any of you. I'm talking to myself because when you, when you get to a place where, when you get to a place where you, un, you have better understanding and you can see it, you look back on your life and go, what was I thinking? And that's where I am in this point of my life. It's like, why did I do that? And when I remember what I did, I was like, that was so dumb. <laughs> well, here it is. Aiken told them everything. They went and found the stuff. And like I said, it was hid under the tent. This is what happened to Aiken. It says in verse 24, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent and all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast, hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised a, over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of the, that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. And then we see in chapter 8. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee. Arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given thee the... Um, I have given un into thy hand the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land and thou shalt do to Ai and her kings as thou didst unto Jericho and her king only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall you take for a prey unto yourselves lay thee an ambush for the city behind it and Joshua rose and all the people of war to go up against Ai and Joshua chose out 30,000 men of valor and sent them away by night and um Basically, they won. They beat them down. They beat them down. Chapter 8 of Joshua, they beat them down. The Lord told them they were going to be victorious. They won because they had to get rid of the sin. You cannot have victory until you get the sin out of your camp. And you may say, wow, that was harsh. What they did to Achan, they killed the whole family. Why did they have to kill the whole family? Because... Remember I told you that the women put the tents up. Now, I didn't see anything about a wife. She could have been in the picture. Who knows? But I didn't see where they brought the wife. I saw him saw where they brought the sons and the daughters. <laughs> it's like this. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. That's in the Bible. Don't ask me where, but it's in the Bible. That's not just a saying that people say. It's straight from the Bible. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. If he was disobedient like that and caused that trouble on the children of Israel, what makes you think that his children are going to do the same thing? Everything has to die when it comes to sin. Everything has to die. Because God cannot have sin in his presence. That is why we have Jesus. He is our mediator. He goes to God on our behalf. He is our advocate. 
Okay. Jesus took on our sin to make us free. He redeemed us. This is before Jesus. So this is how God handles sin. Everything got to go. Everything. The tent had to go. The animals had to go. His children had to go. Everything has to die with him. He sentenced his whole clan. His whole family was sentenced to death because of his decision. And who's to say his daughters didn't help him bury that? So see what I'm saying? Like he could have did it. He could have acted alone and nobody could have known. His whole family might not have even known. But it's the fact of I know that the women were the ones in charge of the tent. So if the women were in charge of the tent, I bet his daughters had something to do with it. And they covered it up thinking nobody was going to know. But God knew. He knew. He knew. And that goes to show Sin could be buried in your life and you won't even know it. You can have something buried inside of you that you don't even know. You just see the effects of it. See, they didn't know that Aiken took anything. They saw the effects of it. Okay, we losing. <laughs> we, we don't ever lose. Why are we losing? You might have, you might be a person who lashes out when people hit that button. But why is it when they hit that button? You lash out because something's buried there. You need to dig it up. You need to dig it up and give it to God. You need to dig it up and give it to God. I had to do that. I had to do that. I would, I went on, I remember the last date I went on. I was like, you know, I had gone to therapy, been, to, you know, working on deliverance and stuff, getting to the root of issues. I went on that date and I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. This is the same type of guy. I said, ain't no way. I was like, ain't no way I don't went to therapy and I went through my deliverance process just to end up back here. I said, oh no, we're going to have to cut this date short. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I mean, the same characteristics as what I used to be going. Oh, no, no, no. I said, I ain't going back around this mountain. I said, it's something, it's something here. And praise God, he showed me, the Holy Spirit showed me what it was. I got to the root of that. I went all the way through my bloodline, finding out stuff about me. I said, I'm praying all of that stuff out. I thought I prayed that stuff out. Mm -mm. You got to keep digging. The, I promise you, the more you dig, the more stuff you're going to see. And it's got to come out in the name of Jesus. It's got to come out. You got to get it up out of there or you're going to keep seeing the effects of it. I promise you that. Y'all. Sin affects everybody. It's not a game. It, it really affects everybody. It does. So, like I told y'all, I told y'all I was going to tell you what's been going on with me. So, beginning of September, I had COVID, right? While I was out from work with COVID, because my mom, so let me, okay, the first week of September, we were out of school for most of that week because we had the um, hurricane coming. Don't ask me what hurricane, because I can't remember. We live on the East Coast, okay? It, it's a lot of, we got hurricanes that come through, okay? Um, so we had, a, I think it was Idalia, Idalia. Um, that hurricane came through. And praise God, he kept us um, safe from the storm where, where I stay. And we went back to school that Friday. That was the first Friday of September. We went back to school on a Friday. That Friday night, I started feeling sick. Like my throat was on fire. I said, oh no, I got strep throat, right? So that Saturday, I went to the media care clinic, found out I had COVID. But while we were out during the storm that Wednesday, before I found out I, was, I had COVID, my mom had to have knee replacement, a total knee replacement. So the storm was supposed to be passing through Brunswick on Wednesday. My mom is up in the hospital having surgery. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what we do. We just going to have surgery. Like this is an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I can see it, you know, but praise God, everything was fine. Praise God. So that Friday, found out I had COVID or Saturday, I found out I had COVID. So I'm sitting at home trying to recover and everything and that Monday, 
my mom messages me and tells me, okay, they're sending me to, um, no, not that Monday. It was that Wednesday. It was the following Wednesday or Thursday. She said, okay, I can't talk right now, but they're sending me to the hospital. They want to check. They um, want to make sure there's no blood clot. So I started praying, praying. Okay. So that Saturday and Sunday, I, I felt like myself. I said, okay, I can go to work Monday. Y'all, that was the worst thing I could have ever done. Not that I, I don't want to be, <laughs> I love working. I love being a teacher. Okay. But I wasn't finished recovering. I wasn't finished healing. Went to work. My blood pressure is up through the roof. I'm talking about like I was lightheaded. Blood. I didn't know my blood pressure was up. Blood pressure is up. Um, I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm so serious. Blood pressure is up. I, Wednesday, blood pressure capped at 157 over 113. Okay. I was already on blood pressure medicine. Have been on blood pressure medicine for years. Blood pressure was normal for years, normal. But because of COVID, it shot it up. Um, I was COVID, like not COVID free, but you know what I'm saying? Like I was getting over COVID, but it was a, it was messing with my blood pressure. I'm like, okay. I also, before that Wednesday, before the blood pressure shot up like that, I think it was Tuesday, I almost had a panic attack at work. I was like, and it was because, listen, as a, for those of you who are not in the education field, you don't understand the amount of stress that teachers go through. Teachers go through a lot of stress. We go through a lot of stress to put lesson plans together. And oh my gosh, if we got to miss a day of work, just one day, the amount of stuff we have to do to prepare to be out. That's why a lot of teachers go to school sick and with migraines and dealing with stuff because it's too much work to prepare to be out. It's just too much. And for me being out a week with COVID and then I'm realizing I'm not well and I'm at work and then we had a meeting and we got this going on and this going on and da 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 I was about to flip out. Now, mind you, this coming Tuesday, the day after tomorrow, I have a speak my first speaking engagement on a book I wrote called Declarations to Fight Anxiety and Doubt. <laughs> so I'm supposed to be speaking about how I'm fighting anxiety and doubt with the word of God. And I said, that darn devil. And I'm so serious. The attacks were just coming. And then, oh, on top of this, then I get a migraine out of this world. It felt like somebody was driving a knife through my cheekbones. Okay. And I knew because I didn't want to take any um, pain medicine like Tylenol or ibuprofen. I didn't want to take any of that because I wanted to know if that pain, because it started behind my eye. And I said, okay, this feel like a sinus headache coming, but I don't know if that's because my blood pressure is up or if it's actually a sinus headache coming. And that's why I didn't want to take the medicine because I wanted to be sure to know what it was so I know how to treat it. Because I'm like, if that's not sinus, then that's blood pressure and I need to go to the hospital. You know what I'm saying? So I was trying to but like just delay taking any pain relief medicine. I realized it was sinus because then it, the pain was in my cheekbone, which is, you know, sinus pocket. And then it moved over to the other eye the next day. Like every day I woke up, it was a headache. Every day I woke up, it was something. It was something every day I woke up. I was like, but you know what? <laughs> oh, and wait, one day I came home and it smelled like something died in my house. I said, I, cause I have had a rat die in my attic this year already. Um, and I said, and you just don't forget that smell. You just don't forget the smell. And when I came home, it smelled just like I said, you know what? I started laughing. I re and it wasn't laughing because I was trying to keep from crying. I just started laughing because I said, these are all tech things. The enemy is just throwing out here. Like just throwing random stuff. Like I'm gonna throw this out at her. I'm gonna throw this out at her. I'm just, I was just laughing. I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. All right. Anyway, it's going to start smelling like flowers in here pretty soon. It's going to smell good in my house. And I just started saying that because the enemy was, listen, y'all, if you, let me tell y'all something. <laughs> I have to go and speak to, well, I don't have to go. I'm, this is like the way this even happened and came about is a testimony within itself. I went to this event this summer, um, in July. 
it was for entrepreneur, um, female entrepreneurs um, in the Brunswick area, just like women entrepreneurs. And um, we met up and I was the only chocolate chip there. Okay. I was the only chocolate chip there for about a good while. And so this was something new for me. It was um, out of my comfort zone because for one, I am an extrovert introvert, meaning I like to be outside, but I don't want to be outside. And when I say outside, I mean around people. Okay. I like people, but I only like you to my battery. <laughs> That's terrible. I shouldn't say that. You know what I'm saying? But you, you understand what I mean. Like, I don't like to be social sometimes. I like to be in my house with my blanket, watching TV. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if it's because I'm an only child. I know how to be by myself. And I'm fine. I'm content with being by myself. I I will, like my mom said, I played by myself all the time. Like, and I was fine with that. Like, I'm cool. I don't have to be around people. I know how to, I know how to like keep myself entertained. I will go to sleep and I'm fine. <laughs> I read books. I will find something to do. Um, but it was just out of my comfort zone. I mean, but I was able to network with people. Now, rewind again to last year. I was in the same situation where I wasn't the only chocolate chip. It was actually predominantly chocolate chips for this event. But I was in a room with people who have more money than I do. Like at that time, I had absolutely no money in my account. I was in the red actually. And I'm there looking like, God, why you got me here? This is embarrassing. I'm supposed to be your ambassador and I ain't got no money. I ain't got two nickels to rub together. You know, like fussing at the Lord and stuff, which he dealt with me on that. Um, on the backside of the mountain, he dealt with me. But um, this year, same situation. I'm in a room full of people who make more money than I do, have more money in their bank account. But I was different. I changed. And ooh, that's that's something we'll have to talk about later. But with at this event, I was able to network and I met with the person in charge of this, um, putting this together. Because they had a conference in March that I went to before my surgery. And um, they had a bunch of speakers, um, and it was great for women entrepreneurs. Like some of them were talking about health and wellness. Um, some of them were talking about how to move your business further, and you know, it was great. It was great, especially like to have something like that here in Brunswick. It was awesome. So I met. I I actually met her. She came over, and introduced herself to me, and she asked me what I do, and I told her. I told her about the book that I was. Um, I think I had already finished writing it. I was editing it. And she said, oh, we got to have you as our first guest speaker. Would you like to do that? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so she said it would be in September because that was in July. All right. Now, it's this coming Tuesday, Tuesday, the 19th, Tuesday, September 19th. Ever since, ever since the first, actually, the end of August, August 29th, up until... Friday this week, I have been getting attacked with my health. I mean, it has been a battle. And I know I'm going into a room of people who may not know the Lord, who may not believe in God. And I know the Lord is going to show up and he's going to do something. Now, they might not ask me to speak ever again at any of these events, but that's fine. Because when they walk out of that room, they're going to know that the Lord is real. <laughs> they're going to know that Jesus is Lord. That's what they're going to know. And I don't have time to be biting my tongue and trying to pity pat around the thing because obviously if I got hit this hard and I've been getting attacked for every day for the month of September, obviously the enemy doesn't want me to talk about this book to those people. He don't want me to get this word out to those people. He don't want me to tell them that they are more than conquerors. He don't want me to tell them that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. He doesn't want me to tell them that they are redeemed, that they are loved, that they are chosen. He doesn't want me to tell them that. He doesn't want them to hear the word. So he's been hitting me hard because he wants to silence the word, but he can't silence the word. He can't. Even if he were to kill me, even if something were to happen, the word is still going to go forth because the word of God stands forever because that's what it says in the Bible. And God does not lie. His word does not return into him void. That is how powerful the word of God is. If anyone who is listening to this does not believe in Jesus, does not believe in God, let me tell you something. 
I'm going to be as blunt as I possibly can. You better know where you're going for all eternity because after you've heard this podcast, you have no excuse. You have heard that Jesus is Lord and you need to accept him as your Lord and Savior. He will save your life. He will turn your life around. You may think, I don't need Jesus. I got money. Let me tell you something. That money ain't going to do nothing for you with, with what's coming up. That money is not going to save your soul. That money is not going to give you peace of mind at night. That money is not going to comfort you when someone that is close to you dies. That money is not going to do nothing for you. That money will not help you. The only thing that money can do is get you a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A or Popeye's. That's about it. That's about it. That money can't keep your health. That money can't keep people from, from trying to set you up at work. That money can't do it. But you know what can? The word of God. Because the word of God is real. Because the Lord is my son. He's my, my shield. He is my battle axe. He is my strong tower that I run into in a very present time of trouble. He helps me. He delivers me. He protects me on all sides. He sends his angels. He dispatches his angels to excel in strength to protect me and everybody connected to me. Your money can't do that. Your money cannot save you. The, your connections cannot save you. Only Jesus can save you. So let me tell you something. If you don't have the Lord, you better find him. You better find Jesus. You better get a relationship with Jesus because what's getting ready to come up in these next couple of years, I promise you, you're going to wish you had Jesus and you, you, you're going to run to the cross. Then you're going to don't have, you shouldn't have to run to the cross. You shouldn't have to be forced. You shouldn't have to let situations force you to accept Jesus. Choose him now. While today is today, choose him now. All I got to say is, I don't know what the Lord is going to be doing. At when I go to speak, but I pray he has his way. He takes over the whole thing. And the funny thing is we're going to be at a restaurant that has a bar. So this is going to be actually really funny. Cause you know, like I'm talking about Jesus <laughs> and the real religious people like, Oh, she's going to have a bar. Um, I'm talking about Jesus. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. So it's <laughs> thinking about it. It's hilarious. You know, Jesus ate and sat with, everybody he discriminate so <laughs> oh, anyway um yeah but in the middle of all of that let me tell you what god did <laughs> i called to check on the status of my student loans guess what y'all it was paid in full <laughs> jesus paid it all my student loans are paid in full praise god hallelujah glory to the king of kings they are paid in full they are paid that was a hundred over $125,000 in student loan debt. It's gone. Let me tell y'all last summer, I sat at my computer at work because I was up there doing stuff and I looked at them student loans and I pointed to that screen and I said, the Egyptians I see today, I shall see no more forever. And they gone. I won't see them anymore forever. Praise God. Praise God. Don't tell me it's too hard. Don't tell me it's impossible because he's more than able to do what he said he's going to do in your life. He is more than able. But you know what? He can't do it. Not that he's incapable of doing it. But when we sin, we tie his hands. Get out of the sin so you can see the blessings flow in your life. The blessings of health. Bringing your family back together. Reconciliation. Peace. Grace, mercy. Don't I ain't talking about no money or no houses and car. I'm talking about stuff you can't go in the store and buy. The stuff that only God can provide. Whoo. Let me get off here. <laughs> Y'all, God be praised. But you know what? Just like I told you. When I realized why I was being attacked, I said, okay. Something powerful is going to happen Tuesday. Something something powerful is going to happen Tuesday. But I also had to remember to watch my back. Because the Lord is going to have his way Tuesday. I don't care what the enemy has thrown at me, whatever. The Lord is going to have his way Tuesday in Jesus' name. But I got to watch my back. Because the enemy got something else cooking. He got something cooking. And I could feel it. I could feel it. I could feel it. And so I got to watch and pray. I got to be vigilant and I got to be sober. I got to watch and pray. Because it's a couple of events. We got football games and stuff like that coming up. And 
I got to watch the people I'm going to be around. I got to make sure I'm doing what I can do to keep myself from falling. And the reason, the way I keep myself from falling is by staying in the word of God. Because I can't keep myself from falling. I can avoid the situations. I can avoid temptation. I can read. I can study. I can fast and pray. Because some stuff ain't going to go out but through fasting and praying. So I know it's something on the other side of Tuesday that I got to be careful for. Because I can feel it in my spirit. So I'm being careful. I'm moving carefully this week. And you got to be like that. Like I said, you know the victory is coming. You know you got the victory. But stay sober-minded that even though you are celebrating the victory, you don't reside in that. You got to keep going forward. You got to keep pushing. You got to get back in the fight. You got to get back on the grind. You celebrate, and then you get back on the grind. All right? That's all I have for y'all today. <laughs> I hope y'all have a great rest of your week, y'all. I'm praying for y'all, everybody who's listening in all parts of the world. Thank you for continuing to support my podcast. <sighs> thank you for continuing to support this podcast. Like seriously, y'all, um, praying for y'all that you have peace and that you continue to grow in the Lord from strength to strength. I, I just, I just pray that you keep being faithful to his word. Keep trusting him. Keep believing that he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do in your life. All right, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.